Welcome to the second lecture in week 4 of Counseling 506. In this presentation, we'll focus upon the Metamorph Integrative Counseling Grid, which is a tool that has been developed to assist counselors in approaching counseling in a holistic manner and examines nine domains of human functioning. As a way of introducing the grid, Metamorph is a Greek word that is translated as transformation. So already in this name, we are pointing to the purpose of the counseling grid. Certainly, we want to use this grid to help our clients with their suffering and with the immediate problems that they are having. You will find that many of the approaches that are outlined in the grid will be very helpful to your clients in their immediate situation. But the real goal in this theory of counseling is metamorph or transformation. It is that interior change that occurs through the Holy Spirit and the power of Christ. And this points to the kind of meta-theory and assumptions behind the grid. And this points to the kind of meta-theory and assumptions behind the grid. As we take apart the details, it will be helpful to look at some of the fundamental assumptions behind it. But before we move any further, Make sure that you have downloaded and printed a copy of the Metamorph Grid to have in front of you as a reference during this lecture. One key to keep in mind is that responsible counseling is based upon an intentional meta-theory. This means that counseling is not simply finding some tricks and techniques to use with clients that helps them feel better, but rather that we counsel in a thoughtful and intentional process while drawing upon our worldview. A meta-theory helps us apply techniques in a specific way to specific needs for specific people. So the meta-theory for the metamorph grid is based upon a spiritual formation and soul care tradition. The grid comes from the historic work of the church and in an integrative way draws upon the resources of psychology and counseling theories, but with its foundation in spiritual formation and soul care tradition. This is a tradition that precedes modern psychology and counseling by many centuries. It is the kind of tradition that we see in Paul when he gives counsel to Timothy and when he encourages Titus, or in the way that Jesus drew 12 people apart and taught them very carefully how to become his disciples. As part of its meta-theory, the metamorph grid engages in responsible eclecticism, meaning that it draws upon many theories and techniques, but always in service of a Christian worldview. Are all psychological theories and techniques and constructs created equally? Are all of them friendly or even open to a Christian worldview? No, but many psychological theories and techniques are value-neutral. For instance, if we're drawing from psychology and decide to use the empty chair technique, this is a value-neutral process that can be used by a Christian counselor to do great work in helping a client to unpack their emotions, to deal with grief, or to deal with relational problems they are experiencing with other people. It is important from the beginning to understand that the metamorph grid is not meant to be a diagnostic tool 
that divides people in nine ways. Rather, the purpose is for us to be able to look at clients through these many lenses, the lens of the mind, the emotions, their transformational goals, their actions, their motivations, their body or organic life, their relational life, their spiritual elements, and their history. We are to look at the client through each of these lenses to see a whole person, to see how these areas of human functioning interact in them, and to understand that no area of human functioning is more important than the other. They are all part of the greater whole. You will also notice in the grid that a variety of techniques are employed or suggested. Many of them are inside-out techniques. This refers to changes in the heart, changes in the conscience, changes of attitude, changes in deep habits that drive our lives, changes in our thought patterns, and changes in our emotions that drive our lives, that is, inside-out change. This kind of thinking goes back to spiritual formation and the soul care tradition based on the assumption that real change in people comes from a core self-change. But the metamorph grid also draws upon some very useful outside-in techniques, those techniques that provide influences from outside the person to create interchange. We have already mentioned the central place of redemption and transformation in Christian counseling. So the metamorph grid sees redemption and transformation as ultimate outcomes. As you work with them, will your clients encounter immediate relief or immediate changes in many areas of their lives? Yes, they will. And we see that as evidence of an early fruit of greater change going on in their lives a change that comes from the redemption of Jesus Christ and the transformation through grace. Sometimes this process takes many years, sometimes a lifetime, but it is always the outcome that we are aiming for. And lastly, another key principle regarding metamorph is that it is a tool intended to assist you in learning how to multitask effectively. Don't be daunted by the fact that it is a multi-page document it is dealing with the complex issues of human functioning. But then, so are you. As a Christian counselor, you are dealing with many complex issues at once, and the grid is just one more tool to help you in that process. Now notice as you move into using the metamorph grid that it is an outline based on nine domains of human functioning. Each letter stands for an area of human functioning. This is really a system that is intended to help you to develop habits of thought about the way that you see other individuals as clients so that you begin to consider all of these areas of their lives as you work with them. The first M in metamorph stands for mind, the areas of cognition and thinking and reasoning. The E represents emotions or the client's feelings, moods, and perceptions. The T is for transformational goals and refers to the core self. Here we want to be aware of the ultimate outcomes we have in mind for our clients. 
A stands for actions, the behavior, the habits, the lifestyle of the client. The second M stands for motivations. This is the volitional life or will of the client, their attitudes, their conscience, and their ability to discern right from wrong. The O stands for organic factors, referring to their physical life, their body life, their overall health. R is for their relational dynamics. This is their community systems, their family systems, their pattern of relationships, and their relational style. The P stands for pneumatic elements. This comes from the Greek word pneuma, or spirit. So we're talking about the life of the spirit, a person's spiritual traditions and practices, their involvement in church, if any, the way they describe themselves as spiritual persons, and their involvement in spiritual traditions other than Christianity. As the final element, the H stands for their history. Now there are six elements of history undertaken in the grid, which includes a person's developmental history, behavioral history, relational history, spiritual history, physical history, and very specifically, any trauma history they may have experienced. As you're working with your clients, you want to examine all six of these areas as completely as possible. So those are the domains. It is a large but detailed picture of a client that you get by thinking of them in this way. On this last slide, we're going to take a look at the descriptions of the columns that you find on the metamorph grid. Let's take a moment to examine what each of these include and what they indicate. The first column, starting to the left, is labeled Key Domains and Issues in Integrative Christian Counseling. This is the column under which we list the nine domains of human functioning, the mind, emotions, transformational goals, actions, motivations, organic factors, relational factors, pneumatic elements, and history that Metamorph stands for. There is also some additional information in terms of functioning that fall under this column as well. For instance, under the mind, we list related areas, cognition, thinking, reasoning, and analytical skills, imagination, presuppositions, and their abilities toward discernment. Additionally, for each domain, there is a key scripture included to help you reflect on the history of spiritual formation and soul care related to this area and to have as a reference in using scripture when you're working with your clients. Column 2 deals with psychological theories and elements. Using the mind again as an example and moving across the grid, there is some background and spiritual formation provided. And in this area of functioning, there are some references to theories such as cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy says we ought to identify cognitive distortions, faulty assumptions, and automatic negative self-talk. That's a good beginning as you think about how to address thinking problems, cognition problems, or reasoning problems that clients are having. Also, 
from a very different theoretical perspective, there is a reference to the Adlorium theories that to address these issues of the mind involves the re-education of faulty thinking and gaining access to private logic. From an object relations point of view, addressing issues of the mind involves identifying details of history and representations that feed clients perceptions, attachments, and desires. So for every area of human functioning, there are five to six counseling theory frameworks and spiritual formation backgrounds included as a way of thinking about problems. Column three includes biblical references. This is intended to be a resource for you in the counseling room and in preparation for counseling with a client by looking up specific Bible verses that speak to that particular area of human functioning that you're trying to address. For example, if you're working with a client who is having distorted thought problems and negative self-talk, problems that fall into areas of the mind, there are some Bible verses that you might refer to. Proverbs 14.12, which speaks to self-deception and faulty thinking. Isaiah 40.13-14, where the mind of God is compared to human reasoning. Or Romans 8.6-8, where Paul assures us that conversion produces different thinking that is found in a spiritual mind. Column 4 is a brief synopsis of spiritual formation principles that you might apply to your counseling work based upon the area of functioning listed in Column 1. If we continue with the example of working with clients and their thinking problems, under spiritual formation principles, we would refer to Matthew 22, 37-38 as a reminder that loving God with our whole minds is the primary goal of cognitive activity. Or 1 Corinthians 2, 11-16 The goal of cognitive therapy is to be an avenue for the working of the mind of Christ. Or Romans 12, 2 Human transformation follows a spiritual pattern that differs from patterns of the world. Finally, for each of the nine areas of human functioning, there are specific techniques and strategies that a Christian counselor might consider using. For instance, when considering the mind, you can try the technique of exploring private thoughts and automatic self-talk in terms of habits of thought, presuppositions, worldly values, and attitudes. You could try having them memorize scripture to help teach spiritual foundations for godly thinking and to replace faulty thoughts and perceptions. You could have them use journaling to explore ruminations and reactive patterns of thought. There are also some suggestions for using techniques from cognitive behavioral therapy such as cognitive and covert modeling, thought stopping, reframing, and identifying cognitive distortions. Well, I hope that by reviewing the Metamorph Grid, you've been provided with some good background on this tool to begin using it in your counseling work.